RPN, the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, October 21st, 2020, and this is your daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. On today's show, two Star Trek Discovery producers weigh in on Grudge the Cat's new stardom. Lower Deck series creator Mike McMahon talks about canon references and world building. And I'm taking you back in time for this week's Trek history. I'm Alison Pitt, and today's show is supported by people like you through Patreon. Now through the end of October, take advantage of a special Discovery-themed offer. Join at the $10.31 tier and up and get a free magnet. Find out more at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. Now, one of the biggest stars of the new season of Star Trek Discovery is Grudge the Cat. She's a brown Maine Coon and is the faithful companion to fellow newcomer Book, played by David Ajala. Despite having no speaking lines in the series so far, she's clearly made a splash with fans. Her official Twitter account already has over 5,000 followers. Now, Grudge's newfound fame has led two Discovery producers to separately answer questions about what she's like behind the scenes, and in fact, what her character was based on. Discovery showrunner Michelle Paradise was first, speaking to TV Line last week. She confirmed that Grudge is an absolute hit. Everyone, of course, wants to be on set on the days when we're shooting the cat. Paradise also clarified that Grudge, whose character is female but is played by a pair of male cats, will appear throughout the series, but it's not all about her. Grudge is Book's first lady love, and we will be seeing a fair amount of Grudge this season, she said. We won't overplay Grudge, but Grudge is an important part of Book's life, and is with him on his ship. We will be seeing Grudge again. Executive producer Jenny Lumet also had some words about Grudge, which she revealed in a video on StarTrek.com, and ComicBook.com helpfully summarized. Lumet explained that she's responsible for inventing the character, and that Grudge is based on a real-life pet, her grandmother's dog. This cat was actually based on a dog, a Pekingese dog, that lived in a sleeve of my grandmother Lena Horn's kimono, whose name was Nellie, she said. For years, I just thought Nellie was dead because she never did anything. Lumet also explained a little more about what we might get to see from Grudge in the future. Grudge has a whole backstory, she said. She has a best friend. She's a really, really unpleasant cat, and she makes things really miserable. So I'm excited about Grudge wreaking her havoc and behaving very badly in space a thousand years from now. Watch Grudge in her debut in the Star Trek Discovery Season 3 premiere, now streaming on CBS All Access. Now, it's been almost two weeks since the Star Trek Lower Decks Season 1 finale, but the memories of the USS Cerritos crew are still fresh. Last week, series creator Mike McMahon sat down with the Seventh Rule hosts, Sirach Lofton and Ryan T. Husk, during Virtual TrekCon 2. As reported by TrekMovie.com, the 55-minute panel covered a number of topics, but one consistent theme was the regular stream of jokes and references to prior Star Trek throughout the season. While you could argue that the writers might just be going for a laugh, McMahon doesn't see it that way. For him and the other Lower Decks writers, it's all about creating a genuine Star Trek series while building out the world for the crew of the Cerritos. Lower Decks doesn't betray Star Trek, 
We bend Star Trek rules, McMahon said in the panel. We are obviously a comedy, but at its heart, this show is Star Trek. Everything from the design choices to the music to the words that the characters are saying. When it comes to what the characters are saying, the first season of Lower Decks has more than enough jokes, commentary, and references from across the Star Trek universe to go around the galaxy. It's not always about being funny, however. McMahon points out that the crew of the Cerritos is very much a Starfleet crew, saying the Lower Deckers would be huge fans of all this stuff that happens in Starfleet. They'd be learning about it at the Academy. They would be reading the logs. And this show is a celebration of all Star Trek. All these references for us, it's world building. These are animated two-dimensional characters. If they know everything about this ship, they know everything about Starfleet. In McMahon's view, the first season gave the creative team a chance to try out some new ideas while bringing plenty of that TNG-era feeling to each episode. With the second season currently in production, McMahon let it slip that Lower Decks will start to really stretch its legs and move into new territory. In the second season, McMahon said, We start to bridge into Deep Space Nine-type stories and Voyager-type stories, and even like an Enterprise-type story. While he didn't elaborate on exactly what that means, it seems like the crew of the USS Cerritos has quite the adventure ahead of them. You can watch the full Lower Decks panel from Virtual Trek Con 2 at the Seventh Rules channel on YouTube. Now in just a moment, I'll be taking you back in time to find out what happened this week in Star Trek history. But first, a word from me. What's your Star Trek story? All this week, I'm asking for your stories. What makes your fandom unique? What drew you to Star Trek? And what makes you want to stick around? From time to time on this show, we put out special episodes called Star Trek Stories from Daily Star Trek News, and you can take part. Just head to dailystartreknews.com forward slash Star Trek Stories. There you can listen to previous Star Trek stories and maybe even submit one of your own. Once again, that's dailystartreknews.com forward slash Star Trek Stories. And a big thanks to you for supporting this show. And now, a look back into Star Trek history. It was today, October 21st, back in 1991, that the Star Trek The Next Generation Season 5 episode, Disaster, first aired. In the episode, a collision with a quantum filament disables the Enterprise, and the rest of the episode continues with the crew separated into four storylines. Troy, Roe, and O'Brien on the bridge, Crusher and LaForge in a cargo bay, Worf and Keiko in labor in 10 forward, and poor Captain Picard suffering with a broken ankle while stuck in a turbo lift with a group of children. This is the episode that gave us Worf as midwife, Riker carrying Data's disembodied head, and Crusher and Geordi trying to blow themselves out into space. All told, an excellent episode of Star Trek. <laughs> Tune in again next Wednesday for more Star Trek history. Well, that's it for today's Daily Star Trek news from the Roddenberry Podcast Network. Don't forget to check out the other great shows on the network at podcasts.roddenberry.com. Daily Star Trek news is produced by me, Allison Pitt, with selected stories by Chris Peterson. We're supported by people like you through Patreon. Now through the end of October, take advantage of a special offer, join at the 1031 level and up, and get a free magnet. 
Find out more at patreon.com forward slash daily Star Trek news. I'm back tomorrow with more of the Star Trek news you need to know and the weekend's Star Trek events. I'm Alison Pitt. Live long and prosper. Podcast.roddenberry.com The Roddenberry Podcast Network.